Support for this episode of Around the Diamond is provided by Arkansas Car Clinic. Arkansas Car Clinic is a locally owned business located in Benton, Arkansas. Mike and his team do it all and at a fraction of the cost and time of the big body shops. Their goal is to keep you and your vehicle happy and looking great. Whether it's minor scratches, dents, or you hit one of those huge Arkansas bucks, Arkansas Car Clinic is your go-to locally owned shop. They also handle windshield replacement, spray and bed liners, auto detailing, or if you're like me and find every drive throughs curb, they handle wheel repairs as well. Give Mike a call at 501-575-6357 to get your vehicle back to that like new condition. Welcome, everyone, to Around the Diamond, presented by Natural State Sports. This is Steve, your host, and and joined, as always, by my co-host, Kevin Bohannon. And we're excited to be joined this week by our guest host, the voice of Arkansas Razorback basketball and Razorback women's basketball, Phil Elson. How are you, Phil? I'm doing well. Well, you know, I mean, all things considering, I guess I'm doing well. I'm healthy, and uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm safe, and... But I'm not calling baseball, so I don't, know, I don't know if I'm as good as I could be. Yeah, it's a it's a tough time right now. I know that uh, you know we talked a little bit before we got on, but you know Kevin and I and I have been excited. We've had this thing kind of this this podcast rolling along up until two weeks ago when this whole thing happened. So um, yeah. it's been tough to find things to talk about. Yeah, well, I, got, I think that's how everybody feels. You know, they kind of had things rolling. You had the baseball season for college really starting to get into the fun part with uh, conference schedules starting just before this crisis kind of gripped the country and stopped everything at a halt. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you end up finding ways to cover up your time uh, and, and maybe life becomes a little more simpler in some ways, but that doesn't mean that that's the way you want it. Um, I think we all miss baseball. We all miss sports. We all miss what feels like senses of normalcy, and and uh, and I miss that too. So definitely hurts to be without baseball right now. You know, tomorrow is supposed to be Major League Baseball opening day, and you know, be forced to watch like great moments on MLB Network if you can stomach that. I don't <laughs> yeah, know if I can even stomach that. I'd rather just watch the live game. Right. Yeah, they've, they've been no sh- you know, showing all time games lately, and I'm like, hey, can we just get to the real stuff? I need updated rosters here. Yeah, I mean, it just depresses you a little. You know, I can appreciate watching <laughs> classic games, but I'd rather watch something that uh, that is happening and unfolding right in front of our eyes. I'm much more interested in the 2020 baseball season than I would have been of any other season. And I love baseball history, so I just like the present a lot more. Yeah, I'm with you. I guess on the bright side, though, Kevin, you you know you've got a newborn at home now, so you actually get to you get to stay home and spend extra time at home. So I guess there's a there's there's a silver lining there. Yeah. So and it was crazy because she was born on three twelve, and Arkansas got their first case on three eleven, and then things escalated. We got her home on the fifteenth. So me finding a new normalcy with my wife has been you know extra special this time. You know, working from home and doing webinars for KTV and they talked about the new normal and I was like, man, it's all thrown out the window with me right now because it's like four or five hours of sleep, get up, roll, and then do my thing the whole next day. So 
uh, yeah, but it's been a lot of fun getting to be home with those two special ladies. Oh, I bet. So, so Phil, what's something that you're doing to pass the time during all this uh, that most would never expect you to be doing? Oh, man, let's see. I just made a really nice uh, Italian sauce tonight. Um, uh, you know, a little ground pork, some uh, mirepoix, uh, carrots and celery and onions, and uh, let it simmer for a good long while. Have that thing ready in about 90 minutes. Uh, and it's pretty rare, you know, this time of year, I get a chance to actually make a meal for people that I love. Uh, so that's, that's one of the simple things in life. It really is. You forget, you forget about the pure, simple joy of cooking for people when I'm used to stuffing a cheeseburger down my gullet, like 30 minutes before Bubba and I start broadcast. So yeah, I mean, you're looking for silver linings in the cloud that we're facing right now. And, 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 being able to enjoy maybe not just the simple things in life, but things that are important and you don't get a chance to uh, take part in day by day when you're running a baseball life, which is also a day by day thing, as you guys know so well. So, but on the other hand, I mean, I, I, I like cooking. I like hanging out. I like talking to people. I like reading books. I like going on runs. I like watching shows on Netflix and Prime and all of that. But you know what I love more than anything else? calling baseball games on the radio and I don't get to do that now. So that sucks. Yeah. We, of course we all love listening to you. Um, you know, I, I remember when, uh, when Bubba joined you or when that, that whole transition started and I first thought I was like, man, I'm not sure how much I like, like this. And then the more I listened, the more I just <laughs> fell in love with you guys and Bubba is so much fun. Um, you guys are awesome together. And, and we, uh, it's, this was a season two years ago when I was in Omaha or we were all in Omaha and all that went down. You know, obviously Van Horn came out afterwards, but I think, you know, us that follow it, we're really excited about what this season could entail and it's it's definitely very very disappointing that it ended in the fashion that it's had to have ended in so it did there's no doubt you know the end of any baseball season feels disappointing but at least when a college season ends whether it's may or june even if your heart's broken at least the majors are playing the next day or you know where i live in little rock and go to trav's game where a lot of people that you know i work with from the baseball season up in northwest Arkansas, they go to a natural game if they want to just make a short road trip so there's always there's at least baseball to follow and the fun of the pennant race and there's nothing like october baseball except for the ncaa baseball tournament as far as i'm concerned the college world series but we don't have that to, to tide us over and it's uh, it's painful so the chances to talk baseball uh when the when that arises definitely are more appreciated than maybe they were before. Well, and, and on the, along that line, you know, considering you didn't get to call a lot of baseball games this year because of the you know, success of the ladies, ladies basketball team, what's something you're going to miss this, this year most about not calling hog baseball? Just, just sitting next to Bubba and doing games with him, to be honest, you know, and I've called, I've probably called more games in my career solo than I did with a partner. And, you know, in the minor leagues, I did, a lot of solo games, you know, thousands of them. Um, and I love the game on the field and that will never change. And my experience in the life of baseball has changed a lot, uh, going from professional baseball in the minor leagues where I spent, uh, 18 years and, and now this almost six years that I've done college baseball. Um, but there was something and you, you touched on it, you know, I mean, 
if you guys have fun listening to me and Bubba do games, and I think a lot of people had fun listening to me and Rick Schaefer do games, and I, I enjoy doing baseball games with, with Rick. Oh, yeah. Um, there, there is something to be said about a perfect marriage when you're thrown together with somebody and the chemistry works perfectly. Just look at, like, you know, Rick and Randy Rainwater on The Buzz and Little Rock. I mean, that's, that's you wouldn't right. think those guys have that kind of marriage, but they do. They get to do their show together now still. You know, I, I've done two years of baseball with Bubba, and it was the most perfect arranged marriage that I've ever been a part of. <laughs> um, we have we have so much fun together, and we're two totally different people who just have a respect for each other and our own experiences in the game and for the game itself and the way that the Razorbacks play and the way that Dave Van Horn coaches and everything that I think Arkansas baseball is about. But we do it in a playful way. We mess with each other a lot. We argue a lot and it's playful and all in good fun. But we do that off the air too. That's the relationship that we have. And um, I really enjoy doing baseball on the radio with Bubba Carpenter. He's knowledgeable. He's funny. He doesn't even realize how good he is. And that's one of the things I love about doing games with me. No ego whatsoever on the air. I don't think I do either. And, I, and I've had the sense that people have really enjoyed the, the games that we, that we call, even if the team stinks, which don't get me wrong. I know people are listening because they want to hear the Razorbacks win specifically. But if we can entertain along the way, I have the sense that we have. I miss doing it with him, and I, I think I think our listeners miss hearing it. Well, we yeah. I, go ahead, Kevin. Having having known Bubba, you know, before he even got into the radio side of thing with, with the Prospects organization, a lot of people, you know, hearing and seeing y'all talk to each other, going the back and forth and the banter. But that's who he actually is. I mean, if you're talking to him, just as a matter of fact, that's how he is, and he translates over. And people feel a connection to that. And I think they feel a connection to you too, Phil. So they can understand what you're talking about and really get in depth because you're doing it over radio. They can't see it. And you, you paint the clearest picture possible. So, you know, as a Razorback fan and on in the radio side of things, we appreciate that. You guys also get a sense too of like, you know, when you live in the lifestyle of baseball, you've got to have a sense of humor and you've got to take other people's jokes and be able to dish it out too in a, in a way that doesn't insult somebody. And Bub is great at that. You know, I mean, I think we've both been in enough clubhouses and hung out around the batting cage, making fun of other guys enough times to know that when they're not making fun of you, they don't care about you very much. That's a, that's a, that's a way of life in baseball. And, and in a long season, that's filled with long games and long broadcasts with long pauses where not much is happening between. And there's plenty to describe. You got to have fun. You got to be able to play with each other. And I think that you hear major league broadcasts that do the same thing. And uh, people enjoy that. People enjoy play and back and forth and personality and relationships, which is kind of odd to think, but that's partially what the broadcasts have become these last couple of years. It's definitely what's happening on the field first and foremost, but it's also two people that uh, enjoy being around each other and talking about the game. Well, it definitely makes it enjoyable, and of course, you, you, y'all's knowledge is, is is second to none at times. You know, up there, and, and the things that you guys, you know, bring to the table—not just the entertainment value. So it's it's very, you know, it, it's very enjoyable. I would I would definitely agree. Um, you know, what, I guess you know one thing you guys could do is is just start a, a cooking show, and I um, mean, you know, obviously, you have to be in different spots. But now that we know that Phil's quite the chef over there, you guys could just start a fun little cooking show and let Bubba make funny what you're making. 
Oh, Bubba would make fun of whatever it was I, I think. Um, although he could eat, eat, I bet you Bubba, Bubba would man the grill, and I'll man the grill inside, and we'll uh, we'll have a great uh, we'll have a great baseball brunch for everybody when this is all done. When, when life returns to normal, we can all have a giant backyard party at Bubba's place. There you go. I like that idea one hundred percent. So, <laughs> that, yeah, I think we'd all join. I bet you could sell some serious tickets because you're gonna have some folks wanting to be out of the house in a hurry. So that'd be be good times. Um, so, man, a lot of stuff going on, even though, you know, it's kind of we don't have games to watch, but lots of decisions being made um, and wanted to kind of pick your brain on some of this as well tonight. But so Division two has made the decision that, you know, they're going to give all athletes an extra year in spring sports. Um, so baseball players, if they were a junior, will be a junior again if they choose that. Um, obviously, you know. Good decision there. The Division One level plans to make, you know, to vote on that or make that decision, I guess, around March 30th. So, you know, in your mind, Phil, what what's the logical decision the NCAA should make here? Should they follow suit? I mean, it, it, we all want to try to think in the idea of whatever fairness is, you know, and we're also we're being shown that life isn't fair during this during this uh, crisis that we're facing. Um. You know, Division Two is different than Division One. There's a lot less money. There aren't as many scholarships, and by and large, they don't have to worry about players leaving for the professional ranks very, very often. That's not to say you don't get some uh, some major league players out of Division Two or Division Three or NAIA, but it's it, it just it, it's not at the forefront of thoughts. Uh, certainly when you're talking about the SEC, the ACC, most of the Power Five, and a lot of Division One, that is in the forefront of, of some thoughts. Uh, so, oh, man, I mean, if you're going to – if if there is an added year of eligibility, there's got to be extra roster spots. You've got to expand the ability to, to have scholarships and then the, the extra scholarships. But not every school in baseball has extra scholarships money that they can just – if they here, here you go. Maybe Arkansas can do it. Maybe LSU can do it. Maybe most of the schools in the SEC can do it. But there probably aren't a lot of Division One baseball programs that could do that. Um, so I think there's a lot of other factors to take into account other than just the fairness aspect of it. Uh, and, 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 and another aspect of this, too, is, is there a Major League draft? Will Major League Baseball uh, be bringing in a new class of players into the minor leagues and filter up into the major leagues. Is there going to be that progression uh, of uh, that you have seen throughout sport history of last year's players becoming this year's players? So if there isn't a draft, then man, how, what are you going to tell these players? Uh, you know, you don't get your another year, you kick to the curb and there's nowhere to play. I just don't know if that if that would be allowed to happen too, you know, and, and I don't think Division One is going to wait for Major League Baseball to make up its mind whether or not it's going to have a draft. So, I mean, I think this is a really complicated decision, and I don't think it's as easy as we all want it to be, uh, thinking, well, it's not fair what's happened to these kids having this year of eligibility stripped away from them. So that you got to add another year. I just, I just don't really know if it's that simple. I'd like it to be, but I don't know if it is. So to follow up on that, Phil, if they do say, okay, your 2021 status is the same as your 20 status. Take Casey Martin, for example. He gets to replay his junior year. Does he come back or does he go? 
man, that's uh, that 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 would be. Some people call it the fifty thousand dollar question. That would be like the you know five hundred thousand dollar question for somebody like Casey Martin. You know, I mean, or a million, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to if you're trying to improve the draft stock, if case if if the thought is that Casey's draft stock plummeted as much as you know some people think it did. Um, I wonder if that's really the case because his physical attributes didn't change. Uh, right. It's it's really just a matter of whether or not he <laughs> learns to pick up the spin on 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 curveballs and sliders and off speed pitches. Uh, it, it's not a matter of Casey Martin can't physically play at the next level. You know he's got one of the quickest bats that anybody will find uh, at that age. Uh, and keep in mind, he played this first month and a half. Returning from what and doesn't I, sound like a major injury, but in baseball, that hammock bone is is a big deal for strength, for hand strength, and hand strength is a major part of power. We just saw some fly balls this year that Casey, the last two years, would have gone out of the yard. They were caught at the warning track. That that's no surprise to people that know what a hammock bone injury is like. Right. So, I I really wonder if Casey Martin's draft stock slipped as much as some people thought it did. Uh, so, I mean, but if you get an extra year of eligibility, um, you get in, you get a whole new way to think about things. You still right. have that leverage, you, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't know what to tell him, you know, I'm really good at taking both sides of the argument and I think I just did. <laughs> I, Perfect. I, yeah, I would agree with that too. I'm, I'm on the same side or same, same boat as you Phil, and trying to find both sides of that. Cause there's obviously, you know, pluses and minuses, but then you see, like you said, some of the folks have talked about where the draft stock has gone and it's just, you know, makes you wonder, you know, that's a, that's a big decision. The good thing is he can, I would assume, well, we don't know how that'll exactly work, but I would assume he'll still be able to get some feedback in terms of where he would land from actual, you know, from pro programs at some point, if they do have a draft. One of the, one of the major things that the, that the, got to figure about, about Casey is what position is he going to play? You know, yeah. if you just take, if you erase the whole idea of, of him as an offensive player, look at him in the field. You know, he's got everything you would want at just about any position, but he's just a little too quick for himself sometimes. And he would be the first to admit that. He 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 um he has a motor that needs to be slowed down because not everything has to be done at eleven on a scale of ten. <laughs> He's got the quickness to be like that when he needs to be, but he doesn't need to always be like that. Uh, for him, it's a matter of, I think, just getting a little more confident fielding ground balls and and taking his time on certain throws. He's got a rifle of an arm. I don't know if he's going to play shortstop at the next level. I don't know if he's going to play center field at the next level or if he's going to have to play corner outfield or whatever, but he's got the capability of being a gold glove defender wherever it is that he plays. He's got to slow his motor down. And maybe that might be the issue for some major league teams thinking, well, what position is this kid going to play? He does need to fine tune his game. There's no doubt. But as an athlete, and I think as a, as a ball player, he's got every tool that you possibly need to have a long career. Yeah, absolutely. Another guy to think about and that, that we've talked about too. So, you know, I, Kevin mentioned a little bit of, of Zeb there, you know, being a junior and, and what, how it impacts him. But, you know, Nolan is a guy that I don't think a lot of people realize is right there at that cutoff and, and can is, is a draft eligible sophomore. So, you know, as we start thinking about a guy like Nolan, I mean, we all think that he would come back, but you know, what do you think that thought process is for him right now? If, you know, this year's now gone, does he come back for another year or, or you know, and, and fine tune what he was doing this year? Um, or is there a chance that we could see him go? 
I mean, there's a chance. I just don't know if right now he throws hard enough to generate the kind of uh, level in the draft where he can maximize his earning potential. Come back for another year working under Matt Hobbs. Um, uh, maybe he can. You know, I think Connor's got the body type to to fit in the mid nineties. You know, but he's not there yet. Uh, he's a great competitor. Got a real. His curveball improved. Um, but uh, but he probably needs to add a little more velocity to become a frontline draft prospect. I think he could be drafted as a sophomore, and I think he will be, just like Isaiah Campbell was. Uh, and that'll give him an idea, maybe, of you know where he thinks he could go when he comes back as a junior. Because I think he will. I do think Connor will come back. That's just that's just my impression. I agree, and just. If he if he would have had a full season this year, things could have been totally different. But I agree with you, Phil. Somebody could take a flyer on him in the thirty second round, throw four hundred grand at him just to see, like they did with Zay. So it's going to be interesting to see him come back. I fully believe he'll come back, uh, just like Zeb will uh, going forward. Well, Vermillion's an interesting prospect. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, when you're looking at what you want for pitchers, uh, what are they looking at for pitchers? Usually these days, it's pure velocity. You know, that's, yeah, that's always going to be the first thing to get you to the front of, uh, of a class or, or, or in a scout's mind. It's what that radar gun shows. And if it's a fastball, it's got some hop. And, uh, you know, pitchers that have the ability to, uh, you know, you see that progression in velocity, I think, over, over the course of a three-year career. And I think that could help both of them. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I would agree. I I like Zeb a lot. I love watching him throw, man. He's he's a lot of fun. That's a guy that, you know, we, I really hope comes back um and and that we get, you know, get another year of getting to watch him, you know, selfishly obviously. Um I know we covered the Major League Baseball draft a little bit um, you know, as far as potentially being canceled, but you know, the ramifications of that, you know, that hits in a lot of different levels. We start thinking about at the, you know, at the high school level and 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 what it can do to a guy like you know, for for instance, a guy like uh, Mason Wynn, who, you know, is looks like we'll head, you know, in the first round of the draft. But, you know, how do you think it's going to impact that side as well? I mean, you talked about rosters and, and those kind of things for the scholarship deal, but, you know, you, you cancel a draft and a lot of kids are still here. I mean, that's going to create a pretty big mess in itself. That's right. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. You're going to have this log jam, you know. I mean, does Major League Baseball really view whatever they would spend in the draft as, as saved money if there is no draft? You know, I mean, if you want to be realistic about when they can actually start bringing money in again, baseball wise, I mean, do you see, do you see games being played in May or, or June? I don't. No. It, it's going to take them four weeks at least probably to ramp up again. They've got to have another spring training and, and make sure that they, uh, <laughs> you, you know, major league teams are going to respect the fact that you don't, you can't snap your fingers and play baseball. It just doesn't work that way. Um, so I'd be surprised if there is a draft um, when it was originally scheduled, um, unless they have an opportunity to bring players to some sort of a combine or whatever. I mean, it's really difficult to draft players with no data over the four months leading directly into the draft. Like the, the scouts and, and, and executives know a lot of these names and know these players because they track them for years, but the four months leading into the draft are pretty darn important. <laughs> and, and there's nothing to, there's nothing to balance your decisions off of. So and do they want to take shots in the dark? And, and, and here's the other thing too. I mean, you've got the NFL draft coming up in late April. 
the NBA draft is right after the Major League Baseball draft. These decisions will be made pretty close together, and, and maybe one would have to follow suit. Um, and, and I will say, it's maybe it's just because of the calendar, but it is a little bit weird. Baseball is the only sport where the draft takes place during the middle of the season. Right. So <laughs> I'm not saying you got to change it to the end of the major league season or have a January draft like they used to have. But, um, you know, just one another way that baseball stands out. Well, at least let it get past. I mean, that's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down, but at least get it past the, <laughs> past the College World Series. I mean, and and let kids focus on that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't see how you move that. But I, I would at least do that. Um, another question I had for you as we're as we're kind of kind of wrapping up here. But um, who's who do you like watching most from this year's baseball team? I mean, everybody talks about Opitz. He's. I love watching the guy call a game. Um, I, I was a catcher. My brother was a catcher. It was you know, it's it's fun to watch. But um, who's a guy, and it could be Opus, but who's a guy on this team that just is your favorite guy to, to watch, actually play? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a couple of them that I just was, was beginning to notice a few things here and there. I thought Christian Franklin was really about to turn into a star for this, for this team this next year. Um, and not, not just as a hitter, and I think we all saw that you know, from, from the word go, other than Heston Kerstad, Franklin was, was probably the second best hitter on the team. Um, he, he learned to turn on the ball. Uh, he was consistently hitting it hard, uh, had a really good approach at the plate. And, and, and to me, he looked like everything you want for a Razorback center fielder. Uh, the other guy, oh, and, and the other thing about Franklin in the field. So if, if you're replacing Dominic Fletcher in center field, you better be good. And I think Christian was really looking the part of a good center fielder. He was getting good jumps on the ball, good reads taking the right route, showed off his throwing arm a couple of times. So um, I was beginning to really enjoy watching uh, Christian play center field. And the other guy's Robert Moore, and that's just – if you watch three Razorback games from this last season, you watched you, – you just knew that the kid at second base was, <laughs> was a lot of fun to watch. He just has a – he has a style about how he plays the game, and I don't mean that in a, in a negative way at all. He's not a look-at-me, you know, egotistical player, but he plays with some pizzazz. He plays with energy in the field. I think he looks like a terrific fielder if you play anywhere. Um, but, it, you know, Bubba likes to say sometimes he can tell that a player is really locked in and and, um, and and getting a good read just the way he takes a pitch. You know, you, you, you know that when you look at a guy, just the way that he takes a pitch, that this is a hitter. When you watch Robert Moore take ground balls at second, this is a simple act of taking a ground ball. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the stuff right there. Pretty simple stuff. And I, I was really beginning to enjoy watching Robert Moore, too. Those two, um, you know, they'll come back and they'll be even more fun to watch. Yeah, without a doubt. Shameless, just a shameless piece of, I guess, bragging from my, I remember last year before the, before last season started, I told everybody I could find Christian Franklin, watch that guy. That's a guy that's a freshman. You need to watch this year. He's going to be special. And I, it, first from the first game on, it was just, it was so much fun. So, um, I, I've, I've referred to him for two years now as my guy. I hate that we are going to miss a full season this year of him for sure. He is your dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't deny it. He is. He's, He's a guy that they can put anywhere in the lineup that will um, that will I think have uh, he he so you know Heston's gone maybe after this year and Case Martin's gone and, and Casey Opitz is gone 
and you've got a really good incoming class and a bunch of good players that are coming back next year, but Christian Franklin's your dude next year. I look forward to that. Kevin, what else you got over there for us, man? I think we filled up everything, Phil. I mean, I appreciate it and taking, you know, some time to talk some ball. It's really good to do it. It's uh, it's going to be fun how the next couple months developed. And I've been really close with this 2020 class over the past four years. And, you know, talking about Robert Moore, he's, he was the best player that I coached against in the summer circuit. And, you know, some of the guys like having Caden Wallace and Clayton Gray, these Arkansas kids that are going to be up there. Hopefully everything works out and we get them all on campus and we're able to see how this master plan that DBH has had comes to fruition. Well, it, when it happens, they're going to have a pent-up fan base, uh, Razorback fans that are um, that are just ready to grin ear to ear, and um, I can't wait until it happens. Well, Phil, we sure appreciate you joining us tonight. We appreciate your time, and we uh, we look forward to hopefully another uh, another fun call, much like you're uh, you're headed to Omaha to win the whole damn thing. We're gonna need something for that uh, to get us ready for this next baseball season when it finally gets here. Yeah, I'm I'm just ready for baseball when it happens, guys. Hopefully, there'll be some major league baseball in the next few months. It can. Uh, appreciate us a little until we get our college game back next February. But I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Phil. We appreciate it. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome. All right, welcome back, everybody. Man, Kevin, that was good. Enjoyed having Phil with us there uh, to to really really talk some Razorback baseball and other stuff as well. I mean, it's great to pick his brain, and that's always a a, a good good guest to get. Yeah, I'm always just amazed of just how knowledgeable these guys are, and having gotten to work with Randy and Rick Schaefer and, and some of these guys. They're just super smart and intelligent, and you can tell the passion that they have for the game. It's not just something that they do for a job; it's their way of life. So it's really, you know, awesome to get to, you know, pick his brain about a few things and, you know, some of his thoughts going forward and how he, just kind of his views on things. Because we can only tell so much because he's on the radio telling us about a game, but getting to understand some of the underlying things of why he is the way he is is really awesome. Yeah, 100%. And he's, um, you know, you can tell those guys, it, it hurts not to be able to be out there doing what they love to do, too. I mean, you know, we think about it's, you know, we think about others oh, just up there calling, calling the game, you know, they, you know, and, and, and enjoying it. It's, it's, but it's, you know, it's what they love. It's, you know, much like, you know, some people may be happy to not have to go to work right now, other than maybe not a check. But yeah. <laughs> in that situation, when you really love it, I mean, it's hard. I, I, you know, when, when we, you know, we don't, this isn't something that we get paid money to do a whole or a whole lot of it but it's enjoyable and we're trying to drag things out of the woodwork to talk about so yeah exactly it's tough in that situation for sure something you love to do so i talked to bubba a couple times too and bubba hurts just as much as phil does not being able to be up in the booth calling the game with him 
He's got his little bitty bat that he carries around with him. He just don't know what to do with it right now. <laughs> I bet. Oh man, maybe maybe we can get Bubba on in the future as well. Um, so some things I wanted to talk about. So I had some people ask me a few times, um, you know, and it is a concern. I mean, we've talked about the college athletes, we're talking about the majors, but um, you know, I know that you've got a really good pulse on the high school and prep sports and and, and summer ball and those kind of things. Um, and so my you know my question is, you know or the questions that I've been asked is what can a guy do, you know, that's, that's trying to get noticed by, you know, colleges and different things, you know, what are some avenues for them right now? They obviously can't play. They can't, there's not any new filmmaking they can take. I mean, other than, you know, what are some things these guys can do to, to help get them noticed and get them to the next level? So we all talk about how these are unprecedented times. The good thing is coaches can change their recruiting plans of how they need to. So Coach Curry at UALR, they have stopped recruiting the class of 2021 and 22 until they find out what next year is going to look like. So, And that would be the juniors and sophomores this year. Most of the senior class, they're already signed. They're good to go. There may be a few stragglers that were going to prove something this season so they could get a NAIA, JUCO, or a walk-on spot somewhere. But Colleges are going to adapt to that and give those kids an opportunity if they get on campus to come out and play fall ball. So that's one. But the juniors and sophomores, uh, stay true to your craft. A lot of different facilities are shut down right now because we can't be open, and they're just having to get work in at home. So you get to really find out how much they love this game. And Clayton Gray, for example, is going to the University of Arkansas. He's at Cabot High School. He's a senior. He's hit every day. And I know a lot of other guys around the state have too. And if it's just a T hitting into a chain link fence working on your craft, that's the thing that they get to do because they can't be in a nice facility doing it at school or their travel ball organization. But don't panic. If we got parents listening to this, and I know we got a lot to do, don't panic. Schools aren't going to bypass you just because you lost a spring. And we talk about big picture all the time. And I talked to Marcus Brown, who's a shortstop for Shiloh Christians going to Oklahoma state. I said, Marcus, I said, I hate that you're not getting a play this year and get a chance at the state title. He said, Bo, I'm not worried about it. This is just a part on, on my road to the bigger picture, which is playing ball for money one day. So it does mean a lot to these kids. And I don't want to undervalue that their, their last high school year or their high school season does mean a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot more to get to play for. So that's what they got to look forward to. Hey, and on the bright side, you know, the guys that may end up at the NAIA level right now may, you know, they, they can get paid now. They, uh, they passed that <laughs> legislation in AI today. They can, make, they can get paid off their likeness. So I know crazy. I know it. So we go to NIA and, you know, find the, the local uh, dairy bar and, and get you some free yeah. dinners or something every night. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. Go to Lyon College and get a lot of extra benefits that you didn't have before. That's right. So see, this could work out for some folks that maybe were fringe and they end up at NAI instead of a little level above where they should be for a year or two. So, I mean, I went to school at NAI school. There's nothing wrong with that. We, not at all. We couldn't make money off our likeness. Not that my likeness was worth anything, but you know. <laughs> So, oh man, well, 
this has been good, man. I enjoyed getting back on it with everybody um, and getting back on it with you and getting to talk some baseball. Um, I promise we'll come up with some uh, some some new guests and some new stuff here in the upcoming weeks to try to try to get some good stuff. I know everybody's sitting at home bored out of their minds and um, needing something to do. So hopefully we can be some voices you'll listen to. Yeah, and we talked about it, and you know. Fans, you're out there subscribing to us. Leave us a review, comment about some of the stuff you'd like to hear. We've talked about going back and looking at Dave Van Horn's history with the Razorbacks, starting out with his uh, first CWS team. So that might be something we look forward to here in the near future. But hopefully we don't have to go through this too long and we get to talk about some real baseball things. Yeah, no kidding. And absolutely, hit us up on our Twitter, uh, at Steve underscore NSS. Um, I'll let you give yours out in here in a second, but hit us up on social media and shoot us those that, 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 those uh, those suggestions. Same thing on um, at Natural State Sports on, on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on all our social media platforms and, and let us know what you want to hear or, or different things, uh, a guest that uh, you may want to hear from that we can try to shoot for. So um, anything you guys want to hear. But uh, tell them where they can find you as well on, on social media, Kevin. Yeah, uh, Facebook, it's Kevin Bohannon. And then on my Twitter, it's Coach Cabo. 21 at coach cabo 21 um very active on twitter and right now it's, it's a lot of baby pictures which nobody has a problem with but uh, i'm missing to get back into some baseball yeah no doubt well hey i mean congratulations on the new edition we hadn't, hadn't had a you. chance to to say that publicly so um definitely congratulations to you guys uh, she is she is absolutely adorable so uh, enjoy that extra time at home for sure Will do. Yeah, we, we've been fortunate, you know, KTV letting us work remotely right now. So we're getting to spend a lot of time. I'll go to my office and work, you know, throughout the day, my regular scheduled hours. And then about 5.30, 5.45, I get to go down there and rock with her and she gets to take a nap. So it's, it's a special moment right now. But you know, we appreciate everything and everybody's healthy and we're, we're very fortunate man i don't even know what regular hours are anymore like i've been <laughs> I, i'm so far out i mean i know everybody else is this isn't just me but um being in my world in real estate it's so weird to figure out when i should go <laughs> and and yeah. who wants to see houses and who wants to list a house right now with this stuff but i mean the market's still moving the rates are good so i mean uh, shameless plug give me a shout because i'll yeah take advantage of it <laughs> yeah because i'm i mean hey the stuff that we're putting on the market it didn't last and i know the one we put on last weekend sold in three hours so um this stuff ain't lasting long but yeah man appreciate it um and uh hopefully we'll be right back on uh, out here next week but enjoy this episode enjoy doing it with you um and until next week man enjoy some uh i guess some classic major league baseball games oh yeah if you you get a chance check out some old all-star games or old home run derbies but uh hopefully we'll see everybody send us the ballpark absolutely man all right have a good one thanks kevin but they never did ever lived up and flowing inhibited limited till it broke up when it rained